0: Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. It is myself and Matt DiStefano getting you ready for this weekend's football action. We begin by looking at the college slate for week four in college football, then Emily Cannell, my wife, joins us this week as our guest picker as we preview week three in the NFL. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search the Bullpen Cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderPLG is the handle there. Thunderball Sports on Instagram. But enjoy this week's episode, everybody. Enjoy the football, and here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-man, Jordy Cannell. And joining me, as always, fresh off his first trip back to a packed Lincoln financial field, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matty D. How are you,
1: my friend? The voice is a little down.
0: Uh, A lot of cheering, but
1: sadly, more booing. That happens in life with the Eagles. Yeah, we I was know this Phillies is lifelong fans. There was some
0: going so, there, was some yeah, was in there good.
1: too. Yeah, it was good, all things considered, to be back. I mean, the the opening was just so great. Flyover, the announcements of all the players. Love to be there for that. So, oh, special yeah. day overall, I
0: think, yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah, you're right. The uh, The result was not what we wanted. I, uh, I ended up watching the highlights. I watched about half of the first quarter. Uh, I was playing a golf tournament all weekend, a uh, big tournament at our club, the Drexel Paul. Uh, made it all the way to my consolation flight final. That was pretty cool. I was playing a lot of golf and then ended up watching the final of the whole thing uh, instead of the second half. And I'm glad I didn't because it was not a very good second half. from watching the highlights, um, but I did catch the afternoon games. I caught Sunday Night Football and I watched the second half of Monday Night Football. I mentioned I was at the Phillies, but it was a great week of football. And yeah, we, uh, we are going to jump into all of that, everything with the NFL, with Emily Cannell, my wife for picks. She's our guest picker, but Matt, let's jump in to college football. And before we jump into college football week four, do you have any closing thoughts on week three, Penn state Auburn or anything else?
1: Yeah, well, a couple of things. Um, A couple of teams came back down, right? I don't mean this in a bad way, but Oklahoma got scared, got a little scare against Nebraska, which is good to see. It's a good game for Oklahoma to tuck away in the back of their mind, right? Hey, you know, not every game is going to be 79 to nothing or whatever it was. Um, You know, I I thought Alabama, Florida's a good team, right? But not the Alabama performance, especially defensively, that you probably expected. So they're an interesting game there, but they squeak it out, which is important in the Swamp. Um, So so, some teams that you think, hey, we're going to ride high, we're going to ride high, you know, kind of had some scares. But I think overall that's a good thing. And, you know, Penn State-Auburn was the game of the week, and it it lived up to the billing, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, um, the whiteout was in full effect. Beaver Stadium was awesome. Uh, They'll talk about that third and 11 for a very long time, I'm sure. That was actually third and 11, not fourth. Anyway, um, but Penn State gets the win, which keeps them in contention for a playoff spot, a title spot, and and in the driver's seat for – a potential you know Big Ten title it's a big game for them there but yeah overall it was a really good weekend in college football kind of bringing us into this lull that we're getting into in week four
0: yeah it certainly is and I think you know we saw a couple upsets out there we see Fresno State now ranked after a great win over UCLA but you're right we still we still have a couple ranked games out there or, or games between ranked opponents which uh we jump into a couple of those for in picks but you get Notre Dame, Wisconsin at Soldier Field. You get Texas A and Arkansas. You get uh, Tennessee going to Florida, which is not a great game spread wise, but you know, classic SEC East game. So who knows what could potentially happen there? Although Tennessee not in a very good space there. Oregon still rolling, and I think, I guess the the positive of seeing a lull is that now we can probably see what teams are. Really coming out to, you know, Oklahoma's now only a 16.5 point favorite to West Virginia in Norman, which I think if this were in Morgantown and out in West Virginia, I think would be a much different story. But we're seeing some of these expected playoff teams now playing some, let's just call them more lulls of opponents. I don't really want to you know, shit down anybody's throat here. But um, and I think it's going to be interesting, right, of seeing who can really out- sprint the other teams against bad bad opponents like georgia playing vanderbilt or um ohio state playing akron which should be a huge 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 win for the buckeyes a minus 49 spread but we will have to see i mean this is normally what we end up getting right we get a couple really good weeks of marquee matchups and then we start to get the huge spreads here alabama playing southern miss You know, games that end up having these huge over-unders that one team might cover by themselves. So, you're right, it's a little bit of a lull, but we have some interesting games in the bottom half of the top 25 that I think help out in that regard.
1: Yeah, I would certainly agree there. Um, You know, I don't want to get into some of the picks, but, you know, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Notre Dame needs every win to make the playoff. In my Mm -hmm. mind, I don't know if they'll get in as a one loss. It's a big game for them. Mm -hmm. Um, To your point, look at some of the ranked teams. Um, They're pretty high, but I, I won't say any more there at the moment. You know, and there's some good testing out there. You know, Iowa State wants to stay around. they got to beat a 3-0 Baylor team, yeah, and that's, that's a, a really game. interesting game.
0: Yeah,
1: UCLA, Stanford is all of a sudden really fascinating because, you know, UCLA looked like they had an p- opportunity to really to really compete against Oregon. They, they, they lose a tough one in the Pac-12 late night to Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they need to bounce back. They're only a four-point favorite on the road, too, so that's kind of a tough matchup. You know, but to your point, a lot of teams, you know, what, Michigan State trying to make some noise going on. I was about to say, to that. I feel like that's a huge
0: game. And I feel like if Nebraska yeah. wins that, that could be a really interesting game looking at it from, you are know, just a Big Ten standpoint of seeing it. Nebraska, obviously, coming to the Big Ten and thinking, oh, we're going to do, we're going to be Nebraska, we're going to be, you know, the teams of the 90s. And I feel like if they can pull off something on the road, you know, at a 7 p.m. game on FS1, and really show the nation, not even just Big Ten country, but the nation, hey, you know, we get, we've, we're we starting to figure this thing out. What does that look like in terms of the Big Ten, and does it make – does it set some landmines for the Big Big Ten East teams like a Penn State? I don't think it would for Ohio State, but who knows? The Ohio State game got interesting for a little while until they pulled away uh, with Tulsa kind of hanging around there for about two and a half quarters. But Michigan now th- 3-0 and playing a Rutgers team. You know, I think these conferences now, what we thought were kind of lay-uppy types of, types of thoughts in the preseason, Iowa is now 3-0, and, and they're playing Colorado State. You don't think that game should go any negatively, and I, I know I'm only looking at the Big Ten here, but you know, we're, we're getting some really interesting storylines starting to build into it. Remember, we are talking in the preseason to the Alliance and that Texas and Oklahoma leaving and all this sort of stuff might dominate the season, and we may end up getting kind of a interesting run at the title and, and the final four teams and everything, and I don't know. It, it's we're now starting to build up things. I mean, Clemson's only a ten point favorite on the road at North Carolina State, an NC State team that I think entered the season with some higher hopes than they're getting right now. You know, obviously two and one, and they just uh, you know just coming off of a loss to Mississippi State a few weeks ago that maybe they shouldn't have lost. It was on the road. So we'll have to see what happens there. But I don't know. That could be a really interesting game to check out. And I don't know. This is going to be a really fun week, I think, despite the big teams having snoozers.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, again, some of these teams are going to play spoiler later. Sure. So although, you know, you got to look around, like, is there an upset special Mm -hmm. here, right? Is there something floating around that you, you, you know, West Virginia is a good mention going to Oklahoma, um, is there a game where all of a sudden, maybe, maybe somebody gets excuse by yawn for a second. <laughs> wow, maybe somebody goes down kind of unexpectedly, um, you know, in the top fifteen. You know, but I meant like Iowa State, Baylor is like I said, really, really intriguing to me as a game um, to see. So again, I mean, some good games, but just some 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 potential snoozers uh, out there. You know, but again, this is why it's college football. All we're waiting for is that one, one upset and everyone gets fired up.
0: Yeah. And I alluded to the one game in, in picks, so I, but I can just talk to talk about it right now of the Syracuse Liberty game, the game there a few years ago it was Dino Babers coaching from the hospital bed. Remember that, that whole thing. Um, so we, yes. get, we get some other interesting things, UVA, Wake Forest, maybe not a game that is going to make a huge difference down the line, but. I don't know, four-point spread there. We get some interesting stuff thrown out in terms of, uh, you know, college football spreads and everything. Missouri going to Boston College. Again, two teams that I don't think are anything to write home about, but could be if Boston College pulls off the home upset, they're a two-point home dog. You know, maybe a a nice hat for the ACC to wear for a little bit. And then you have an absolute garbage can of a game of Duke versus Kansas. Possibly the two worst power five teams. It's um a week that I think is going to be fun. I do think though, I kind of mentioned a little bit with Oregon, them jumping over Oklahoma. Is that anything to really write home about or just a props to the ducks for a couple good weeks and Oklahoma having kind of a low last week uh, in terms of a storyline.
1: It's just so early still too, right? Yeah. Like, Like, I was thinking, like, who's the Heisman favorite, right? It's probably still Spencer. Is it still Spencer Rattler, do you think?
0: I don't know. It's tough to really come up with a a Heisman favorite in September. It's not really until, like, October that we really start to look at it. And even then, whoever, like, the darling is, like, Leonard Fournette in his second to last year at LSU was the the darling of the Heisman chase. Then he played Alabama and stunk, right? So I don't necessarily love to get caught up in hype. You know, I think right around now in 2012 – was when Geno Smith had the seven-touchdown game for West Virginia. So it's it's one of those where it probably Spencer rather hangs on and continues through there. But guys like a Manziel or a Joe Burrow or the the guys who are starting to have good seasons and really come on late, they're out there. So I don't necessarily want to say it's Rattlers to lose or go that way.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say anybody yet. It's just it's always intriguing to think about like some of the favorites, and he was one of them, and he's the three, you know. They're, they're having a good year, so we'll yeah. just see how they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean the main, I mean, to me, the main storyline fans are back, you know, it's just, it,
0: it's been awesome, you know, everything
1: going on. I know it's tough, but man, I mean, seeing the white out, I'm still get chills thinking about that state. It was, just it was rocking. incredible
0: to see. And yeah, it's, um, I don't know the fact that they made a statement, right. I just talked about it with PC If they beat Missouri at an SEC team, I think it is a, a big statement for the big 10 to take down Auburn. I know Auburn, obviously. I don't think had serious championship hopes. I think there's a few teams ahead of them in the Big Ten or the SEC, excuse me, that uh, people would have put ahead of them, both in the West and Florida, who just lost to Alabama. And kind of a wild game, a game that was written off for a while. And then Florida had an incredible second half. I know you were talking about it before, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, Yeah, go for it. But yeah, Penn State holding off and and taking down a team that they're ranked 22nd and you know, kind of, this is way too early to talk about playoff stuff, but in the, you know, the dark night analogy that I always use of that, you don't, you need to hold on to these teams and hope that they continue to play well and see where they end up. You kind of need to see that now out of Auburn. You basically want them to go into the iron bowl with one loss, which who the hell knows if that's going to happen. Uh, Auburn schedule, not necessarily totally easy. Um, where if, Penn state were to beat Ohio state in a couple weeks or in about a month at Ohio state and be undefeated there. You kind of need to hope that the, uh, the Auburn tigers, they maybe take down LSU who knows there they play Georgia. I don't think that's a win. Uh, they go to a I don't think that's a win. So they might be a three loss team going into Bama. So that maybe is our first like inkling of playoff discussions, a little way too early playoff discussions. Cause I mentioned it. Penn state goes to Ohio state at the end of October and that obviously needs to be a win for them to really have serious playoff hopes. Cause that'll probably be the tiebreaker for the big 10. If Ohio state even does lose a game, um, which would need to be the opposite, right? Penn state would need to beat them and then have the insurance for a loss somewhere in some sort of upset. But uh, you know, you kind of, if they do end up having a loss somewhere and they beat Ohio state, they need an Auburn team to be there and have another signature win. So, a little too early to talk about that. Obviously, a lot of the long road ahead for Penn State and a number of these different teams. Iowa's thrown in there of, of needing a long road ahead and seeing where they end up, uh, especially in the Big Ten, especially with the, the Big Ten West. But, um, I don't know, it's exciting to, to kind of start to see some of the, the pieces falling. Although, you mentioned it, somewhere along the line, there's some big upset brewing, and we could. we're We've had a few years since a weekend where like three different teams In the top 15, all go down. So we'll have to wait and see what happens, Maddie.
1: I'd like a little, uh, what would they, Bloody Saturday would be nice for something like that. I'm all (laughs) back.
0: Any other thoughts before we throw it over to picks, Maddie?
1: No, just uh, overwhelming right now with the amount of football on, fantasy going on. Oh, yeah. You know, so I love it. I'm all here for it. But boy, uh, you know, you always kind of have to gear up. And I think this, you know, second week, third week, you know, kind of situation is where you just you start to spin a little bit with trying to keep track of injuries and, you know, and, and you know, you know, small games maybe maybe don't have implications now. So, um, but no, I you know excited for another good week of college football and uh, for these couple ranked v ranked games. And uh, oh, yeah. again, I'm pulling for an upset. I just don't know who I want.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. We uh, you and I have an engagement on Saturday afternoon, so I won't be playing golf. Uh, Sunday, the Ryder Cup is on. So I'm excited to have that and flipping between that and the NFL. And and really just excited to kind of sit on the couch after a very busy week last week and two weeks ago with my mom's wedding and everything to uh, really sit down and have a full football experience. And I think this is a pretty good week forward. You know, there's a couple really good college games that you don't necessarily have to flip between, but really any college football is good college football, even if it's a 20-point blowout. Um, and then the, this week in the NFL, is going to be really great. And I think we should throw it over to picks to preview it. So without further ado, here she is my beautiful wife, Emily Cannell. All right. It is time for picks and we welcome on a very special guest. She is the co-host of the Enteritis blues, a Sixers podcast over with Liberty Ballers. It is my wife, Emily Cannell, Emily, how are you?
2: I'm great, I am just hanging out in the living room So we don't get the echo on the recording And me and Luna are going to make some picks tonight, so it's great
0: Yeah, you know, uh, some places have goldfish, uh, birds At one point there was a corgi that made picks So hopefully Black Lab is a better picker of picks than that corgi was
2: The corgi is a fraud, as everyone knows (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, so, to recap last week, it was a... uh, interesting kickoff for 2021 picks. I ended up leading the way, going 3 and 3. Uh my grab reach pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 6 really blew up in my face. But I was the only one to get a college pick right. So that was great on me. Maddie D, you went 2 and 4 and our guest picker last week, Michael J Clark, went 1 4 and 1. He would have won the week if we had done it later or won the uh what would have won his Cincinnati Bengals pick. But we picked it too early in the week. The line moved to minus two by kickoff. And he had picked plus three at that point at which it pushed. But let's get into this week's picks. For those that are not familiar, if this is your first time listening, if you're a Liberty Ballers person, jumping over here, welcome. Emily, as our lead, as our guest picker, will lead off. And then we rotate who picks second between Matt my, and myself. Matt went second last week, so I'll go second now. Matt will go third. And then we snake it back around. Starting with five NFL picks and then a college pick to close it out. So, Emily, without further ado, we lead off with you. What is your first NFL pick?
2: Um, So, I just want to check. What line do you have for Cardinals-Jacksonville? I want to make sure I looked at the right website.
0: So, we're using Yahoo. That is a great question. We're recording this Tuesday night. So, if you are listening to this closer to kickoff and you hear that the Cardinals Jacksonville game is Cardinals minus seven and a half and it moved to minus six and a half or minus eight and a half or anything crazy or there's an injury in the line really moved. That is what we're using Tuesday night around seven o'clock Yahoo lines.
2: Okay, perfect. So I'm going to go with that pick of Arizona minus seven and a half over the Jaguars. Um, I think the Jaguars suck. I think that Urban Meyer potentially doesn't want to be their coach. Um, Trevor Lawrence is probably stuck in a hole of losing that he's not used to, and I'm not sure he's ready to pull him out. And I think Kyler Murray is really freaking fun and really freaking talented. So I'm going, even though it's kind of a big spread and I normally don't pick those, I'm going Cardinals minus seven and a half over the Jaguars. You
0: know, that's not a bad pick at all. I I really like it too. I actually – have the Cardinals defense in a couple different fantasy leagues. I had them last week because I was iffy against the hated Minnesota Vikings, and uh, I'm glad I didn't start them, and I started the 49ers defense in our Philly league against the Eagles. Uh, We can talk about the Eagles in a little bit if the three of us would like to, but I do think you're right. I think there's a lot of missing pieces in Jacksonville that are becoming more and more apparent, especially on offense. I think this is – it's more than a touchdown for a reason. It's to try to goad you into thinking – Will the Cardinals really smash the crap out of the Jaguars? And can the Jaguars put up some sort of fight? I normally am like you, Emily. I don't like to go past a, a touchdown spread. If it's double digits, probably at the other side of it is usually my philosophy and probably still avoid it. But I love it. Matt, what do you think of this one? Yeah, well, I I,
1: I get Emily's points. Um, and I think this is a must-win game for the Cardinals because they are still in the best division of football. So they really need this one. Um, You know, I would say, I guess the reason I think it's actually, I think it's, I'm actually shocked. It's as, as low as it is. I thought they might give them a little more on the spread, uh, but I guess they're just expecting Trevor Lawrence to kind of have that aha game once. And this Cardinals defense is better than they were last year, but they're yep. certainly not a top five, top 10 unit. But I actually, my bigger concern is, I don't know. I don't know how Jacksonville stops this Cardinals offense. We talk about, the emergence of Rondell Moore last week, we already know. I mean, most one of the most
0: underrated deep threats, Christian Kirk, in the game, and he was, uh, plus. he was basically inactive last week. He had a couple catches, but he was not around. Rondell Moore it, took that role. Well, he did.
1: He did have a big one out of the slots. They just have right. they just yeah, have yeah. weapons. Max Williams, the tight end, showed up. Um, this good Cardinals offense. I don't think Jacksonville has n- anywhere near the horses, especially from a pass rush standpoint. To even pressure Kyler, so I guess this is a really nice win for the Cardinals and. Am I like you taking him Am I like you taking the over because honestly, I just don't, I don't see Jacksonville having enough defensive stoppers and, and enough offensive firepower. As much as I do like DJ Chark and uh, uh, Laviska Schwan is dealing with an injury. So one of their better receivers is now out too.
0: That is a impressive pronunciation of his last name, which I would have completely screwed up. So thank you for pointing that out, Matt. Um, no, if so, it was wrong, I don't know it. So yeah. Well, so it moves to me and I'm trying to look at some layups here to go for my first pick. Uh, and what I'm going to grab right now, and this line might move further, we really don't know because we don't know if he's going to play, but the Titans, who are coming off a big gutsy victory in Seattle, come to a divisional opponent, and normally divisional games are very close, but Carson Wentz may not play for the Colts. Uh, I think the Titans showed a lot of moxie in that game. Their defense played incredible, and I think their offensive line played a lot better than they did two weeks ago when they had that dud in the first week, like we talked in depth last week. I think the Colts, even if Sam Ellinger comes in or whomever starts at quarterback for him, um, I just don't know if that's going to be a game that they keep close. I know they've kept a couple games close and you know it's been hit or miss here, but I don't know. I like Derrick Henry to really smash it down here and, and show that there's certainly a difference here that and that the Titans have a lot to prove. The Texans have come out and really, uh, I know they ended up losing that game in Cleveland, but they've, shown that they're not going to roll over. And I think the Titans want to show it's still their division. And I think their defense is a really good game against a Colts team that I don't know. They haven't really figured out a ton. And if they're trying to switch in a new quarterback, because Wentz's ankle is still, or both of his ankles are still holding him up. uh, And you're trying to mix in Ellinger. I don't think that debut is going to go very well against the Tennessee team that I think really wants to prove something in the AFC South.
1: You know, I, I would take the Colts if it wasn't for Wentz's injury. I think they're just too good of a team to not to go zero 3 three. But to your point, without Wentz, they're starting Jacob Eason, second-year player.
0: You Is it know, maybe him not, and not Ellinger. There.
1: Ellinger's on the IR. He oh, himself. you're right.
0: You're right. You're right.
1: Yeah, so it'll be Eason. I got my. Um, it's all right. Just <laughs> want to make sure I jumped in. I, I, I'm still not a huge Tennessee fan, but I, I got to be honest. I was impressed with their win over Seattle. Maybe one of the worst calls I've ever seen I don't know if you saw the play they didn't call a
0: safety but like at the end of the game I, I, I thought that was horrible yeah I, it was a like weird they, call it's one of the few right? football Thank that you. I saw this week of I guess the ruling is that he they started to get him around the one yard line and they called
1: yeah but he was running back yeah he's running so backwards he was running and, and, backwards yeah
0: yeah so it was kind of a, stri- so, a straight call and Tennessee was going nuts
1: yeah I mean, the one thing I could see is this Colts defense putting up a big time fight. I know Tennessee has some weapons offensively, but, you know, Taylor Lewan, who wasn't even playing well, just went down with an injury. So maybe they keep it a tight game, but, you know, and and maybe maybe the Colts just keep it on the ground with Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. But it's going to be a tough road for them without Wentz, unless
0: Eason is uh, a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. So, Matt, we move to you. Unless, Emily, do you have a thought on this game?
2: Um, I like the pick because I like to bet against Carson Wentz. And even if he's not playing, I would bet against a backup. So I think it's a good <laughs>
0: pick. All right. So, Matt, we go to you for two, bringing us
1: back two around to the stake. Two in a row. Big fan of two in a row. Very helpful for me. Hmm.
2: You
1: know, there's some really good games on the slate. Uh, I, I do want to jump to maybe, maybe my – favorite game in terms of potential like Super Bowl playoff implications and that is Tampa Bay heading out to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Now as we know every Rams home game is essentially an away game because they have terrible fans uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Bucks are a one point favorite on the road um, which is pretty rare especially against a good Ramsey but we've seen what Brady has done so far. One thing I will say is Brady hasn't seen Aaron Donald, right? So, in his first two games against, you know, the Falcons and then Dallas, two mediocre at best, if not bad, defenses. This is his first really good defense they'll match up against. I I actually like the Rams in essentially a a home upset here of the Buccaneers. Now, you know I'm not normally picking against Brady, but this team isn't probably going to go undefeated. And I think this is the week to do it. I think it's a statement game for the Rams. So, I really like you know, what, what they're going to bring this week. And I think they win one at home um, to show that they are a true contender in the uh, in the NFC. Um, and so Rams all the way, a pretty easy pick being only one point, pretty much a pick em.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. It's pretty much a pick em. I think the Aaron, Aaron Donald point is awesome. And I think this game is set at 55 points over, and I know two really good offenses that have really impressed, especially Brady going for – over 300 yards a game and nine touchdowns and really looking good. Um, I think it Daryl Henderson being questionable to play is, you know, something that gives me a little bit of a concern with it, but even if they continue to build up the stable that they've started to put in, in Los Angeles with the Rams for their running backs, this turns into a, into a shootout with two gunslingers and Brady and Stafford that could help with the over. I kind of want to bet it, but I might stay away from it. As for the pick itself, I do agree. I think the Rams kind of want to sh- prove something here, right? That they are this team that should be favored and should be looked at in more of a positive eye. I know the Packers just had the Monday night victory where Rodgers really showed that week one was more of a uh, more of a fluke than anything where he, there was a lot of questions coming out of it and it had this huge game. The Rams had a really good first two weeks, but they... They played Sunday Night Football, but they played a Bears team that had a lot of questions and answered some of them themselves against the Bengals, and the Bucks just seemed to be rolling, and a lot of people were picking them to just completely roll to it. So I do agree with it, Matt. I think the Rams end up winning this game. I don't know about the total, which I think is why it's a pick Uh So I don't like to suggest betting unders, but it does seem like an awful lot of points. Emily, do you have any thoughts on this one, or should Matt give a second pick?
2: Matt can give a second pick.
0: Love it. All right, so
1: we're gonna stay in the late game spread, and I'm gonna jump to what I what I think is um, maybe one of the biggest surprises oh, of the year, my- and that's that's Las Vegas yep. hosting the Dolphins. Now we know, <laughs> yeah, we know the Dolphins are an excellent defensive team, but two two is hurt. Tagovailoa is hurt, which is a big deal because it's no longer Ryan Fitzpatrick coming off the bench, right? It's Jacoby Brissett, who did not look particularly settled. They don't have a very strong run game. They don't have – their wide receivers are okay, although Will Fuller could be back. I I just think the Vegas has got a little swagger to them at home. They've got some better weapons than we thought. Derek Carr's playing well. Um, and, And so I think against the weakened Miami offense, I think they take this one at home. They're three and a half point favorites, and I think they I think they cover that, and they win by like like a, like a touchdown um, over the Dolphins to go to three and zero and an immediate contender at that in the uh, in the West in the AFC I should say and in the West.
0: Yeah, I think maybe it's it's only three and a half. Obviously, the home team usually gets three. Saying that it's a pick 'em because maybe they're thinking the Raiders have a come to Jesus moment. Derek Carr literally has one with you know, his how religiousness. Um, but I don't know. I think you hit the nail on the head with Jacoby Brissett, not very impressive at Raiders defense. That's looked pretty good through its first two weeks, especially last week against the Steelers who, you know, I think thought they came into that with a cakewalk on their hands and the Raiders really didn't show it. And they did it two weeks ago against the, the Ravens on Monday night football. Um, I agree with you. I'd say this is at least a touchdown, if not 10 points. And I think maybe they're they're expecting a, a bit of a water-finding-its-level on Las Vegas. But on the flip side of it, what is Miami doing to either stop Darren Waller or to try to generate offense themselves outside of Brissett? And the answer to that, I can't really give you an astute observation to give Emily a little nod there. But, um, yeah, the total set at 45. I don't think it's going over that. And I think a lot of that's because Miami's not scoring a lot of points here. Uh, I think this could be like a 17 to nothing win, and you easily cover the spread, Maddie. Em, do you have any thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, I think this is like a wild line for a team that scored zero points last week. Yeah. Like literally zero.
0: Exactly. Points.
2: That's saying something. And let Buffalo score 35 on them. So exactly. even if they have a good defense, they still put up 35 and they're playing a team that beat the Ravens who just beat the chiefs. So, and we all are always constantly saying the chiefs are, you know, good odds to go to the super bowl, you know, the next dynasty of the time. I think this is a crazy line and I, maybe I'll use my $15 free bet on this game. Cause that's just crazy to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, get it in now. Cause the money's probably going to pour in and move that line a little bit, maybe to four and a half, maybe even closer to a touchdown by kickoff uh, again, Tuesday night. So we don't know. Um So it moves to me. And we got a few games out here that are fairly interesting lines. Um, There's one team that I think I'm going to pick in Survivor, but their pool is too big. Use my same school of thought. Um, Also could be dangerous. We end up me talking about that game. Um, There's one game that seems like a layup, but could be easily be a trap. That's an AFC North special. Um, I talked about an AFC South game. There's some bigger lines out here. There's the Thursday night game, which I don't like. Um, the one I'm going to go to, and this seems like I'm going back to the well once again, but is the Seattle Seahawks going to Minnesota to face the Vikings, Um, I think the Seahawks, we talked about the the end of that game against the Titans where Russell, or Russell Wilson was running backwards and, you know, whatever the hell that call was, my stepdad was saying the NFL is rigged because they didn't call to safety. The Titans were going nuts. Um, I think that the Seahawks want to, come back out strong and have a a rebound game here. I don't think Minnesota, despite having an awesome game last week, putting up 33 points against the Cardinals, I almost call them the Coyotes. um, I don't think that it's going to be easy for them to replicate that. I know that they had a fairly solid game. Kirk Cousins really got it going for a while in that first half and then slowed down a little bit as they, You know, the the second half really slowed down. The two defenses started to figure each other out. Um, And, you know, we kept talking about this in the preview of that Russell Wilson is the kind of quarterback that can lead a team to those kinds of victories. And he almost did last week, if not for, you know, kind of a weird second half himself against the Titans. But um, I'd like this team, the Seahawks, to really explode and take advantage of a Minnesota team that, frankly, I just don't. I think they're outstatting. Their record of one and one, they look a lot better. uh, Or no, excuse me, of zero and two. I think they look a lot better on paper. Dalvin Cook's almost 100 yards a game. Kirk Cousins almost 300 yards a game with five touchdowns. And you know, Justin Jefferson is yet to seriously have a pop off game. And I think it's pointing kind of that way, and that it might be why it's a two point line on the road. But I think the Seahawks blow them out of the water here and really take care of business. I know they they have a few injuries, but so do the Vikings. So I think. They weigh each other out, and I think Russ goes off. I think Tyler Lockett continues to have an awesome season like he's having so far, almost 300 yards in two games. I think the Seattle offense greatly outweighs the Vikings defense, and uh, I think the opposite, the delta between the two, is so large in Seattle's favor, more than two points.
1: My only hesitation with this is that is that Minnesota is 0-2, right? And like you just kind of think water finds its level. I'm not a huge fan We talk about it this year, but – you know, I make mean, you know, and and they have a good offense as well. Um, I, I like I think Seattle's the better team. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Although I do think they have some defensive holes, which I think could be exploited, especially at home. You know, Kittlein and Dig is uh, not Diggs, but it used to be Diggs, but Kittlein and Jefferson really get it going. Yep. Um, the injury though to Dalvin Cook, that's a big deal. Exactly. So I think that's a huge loss for them. I don't
0: know if he is not one hundred percent. You know, I think that's a big one. So we'll see what happens. Amy, any thoughts on this? Or you want to swing it back around your way?
2: No, I was going to pick this game. So I agree with your pick. That's really all I've got.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you're up. What do you got for your next two NFL picks?
2: All right. So first I'm going to take Green Bay over the 49ers. The line is. San Francisco minus three and a half. And we just watched the Niners, I mean, beat the Eagles. But the Eagles, who I think we can agree, are, like, not a great team. They're, like, a so-so team. We'll see where they end up. The Eagles really, like, had their number in the first half and then kind of did their thing and fell apart, where I don't think Green Bay is going to fall apart. I think we saw last night on Monday Night Football that the first Packer theme was just a fluke. And Aaron Rodgers is still very good at football. So I'm going to take Green Bay plus three and a half over the Niners.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting game, right? It's minus three and a half, or San Francisco minus three and a half at home, and the totals less than 50 points of two teams that I think Green Bay, obviously the dud week one, awesome game last night on Monday Night Football. San Francisco, really strong outing in week one there, had kind of a weird end defensively. Uh, And then showed their teeth a little bit against the Eagles. And I think, you know, there was some weird play calling. There was some interesting play on both sides of the ball from the Eagles. So I do think San Francisco's defense is going to slow down the the Green Bay Packers. I think that's a fairly obvious statement considering the Packers were playing the Lions. And the Lions' um, defense wasn't very good. At least Jared Goff was playing well until he started turning the ball over in the second half. Um, But... Having said that, I agree with the pick. I think the Packers pull it off. I think if it was the reverse, Packers minus three and a half, I might take the Niners plus three and a half. I think this is going to be a close game. It might be low scoring. It could pop off for like 60 or 65 points, but it really depends on what we see out of San Francisco. Do they really take off like they did two weeks ago in week one, or they have that game where they come out a little slow where the Lions didn't, the Lions punched the Packers in the mouth. Could they come out that way? Uh, So I think it really comes down to what San Francisco ends up doing, but all signs point positive for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, who had an incredible game, and they got a number of their different receivers involved. Obviously, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, or excuse me, Devontae Adams, I'm looking at the Cardinals logo, uh, got involved. I don't think he scored a touchdown, but they had uh, their tight end. I want to call him Troyan, but it's not that. T- whatever i'm gonna mispronounce his name anyway but the other tight end involved they got everybody involved in that game and i think that's a, a very good sign i have a feeling that adams is going to be called on too heavily against a very good 49er defense but matt what do you think of this one I think, it's, I think it's one of the games of the week i think it's a huge i actually think this
1: game is way more important for the packers than it is for the 49ers you know because the packers lost to a you know, big blow week one the Lions. Great win, but Monday night football, you know, Lions, I don't think Lions are very good right now. And so I, uh, you know, I think this is a huge game for Green Bay. You know, the one positive is the 49ers pass defense, the back, the, the secondary is not as good. So I think they can have some 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 positives there. Um the question is can the Packers defense hold up against even even I mean they rotate backs there, but hold up against a physical 49ers offense they really haven't shown much the first couple weeks. You know, 17 points, but against, again, the Lions, you don't expect them to be very good. So, interested to see. But I, I do like the Packers in this game, but that's just from a, a person. I, I, I struggle to put money on it, especially on the road.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting, right? It's Sunday Night Football. Um, you made a really good point of that they have a couple backs they can use the 49ers. Debo Samuels had a hell of a two weeks. We haven't seen a ton out of Ayuk. Obviously, we've seen a ton out of George Kittle. So, this could be something... That it's either going to be, like again, I said this before, Of it's either going to be like a 60, 65 point game, or it could be like a 25 point battle where it comes down to, you know, a Devontae Adams, third and seven late in the game, gets that drive and the Packers kick a field goal to win. And it ends up being like, I know that Aaron Rodgers doesn't necessarily like kicking field goals as Peyton Manning pointed out, I think like three or four times. We only watched the second half last night. Um, but regardless, the joke is beside itself of that it's gonna go one way or the other. it's gonna be super high scoring or it's gonna be you know maybe a total of like 35 points. But and, what's your second pick?
2: So my second pick is I'm gonna go against Matt on this one. um oh. I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay oh. minus one over the Rams Stupid. I. As much as I like, I really like Matt Stafford in, in L.A. I'm happy for him that he finally got a good team. I think he's a good quarterback. But I think that and as much as it pains me, because I'm not a Brady person, so I'm surprised that these picks are going the way they are with me and Matt. That's I so think funny. that <laughs> Tampa Bay is the best team in the league. And with a one-point spread, it's basically, like you said, a pick em and I'm going to take the Bucs.
0: Wow. That is, uh, that's pretty awesome. I'm glad that the – Matt could make his second pick was uh, you're biding your time to make the pick against him. Uh, that is uh, that's just incredible. Yeah, it'd probably be minus, playing a long con minus, over minus, here. It's minus four con. if it was in Tampa. You know the home team gets three points and all that good stuff. But and that's great. Uh, but so it comes back to me, and I've really been trying to figure out my next pick is because there's some games like do I go in the zero and two toilet bowl game between the Giants and the Falcons and try to make sense of that I don't think so I went to the well of hating the Vikings and I feel confident in that I referenced the survivor pick that I want to do but I hate the line the NFC North game that I think is a trap and I don't know which way to go so I'm going to let one of you pick it so I'm going to go hmm I'm going to fall victim to this, I think. But I'm going to take it. The battle of the two seas, the two teams by the two Great Lakes, because Detroit is not on a, I don't think is on a Great Lake. I think it's on a port, and it's not on Lake Huron. <coughs> I'm talking about the Cleveland Browns, the mistake by Lake Erie, hosting the Chicago Bears near Michigan Avenue, which feeds into Lake Michigan. The Browns have looked pretty solid and ended up having a very good offensive game in a game that I don't think they expected to have to battle back from last week. That being against the Houston Texans, they end up winning by 10 points, 31 21. We talked about this, um, but the, the Texans, they kept themselves in this for a while. I know Cleveland took a 24 14 lead and the, the Texans made it interesting and Nick Chubb ended up sealing the deal with about five minutes left. But Uh, I don't think the Browns were expecting Tyrod Taylor to play that well. Now, obviously he is hurt and um, David Mills is going to be, or Davis Mills is going to be playing this week against the Browns or against, against the uh, Panthers, excuse me. So I think that's a big part of what the Browns came from. And coincidentally, the Chicago bears lost Andy Dalton and much loved rookie Justin Fields played, Played pretty well. The Bears end up beating the Bengals in uh, the revenge game Randy Dalton when he wasn't even on the field, which is why minus seven concerns me. And I am, uh, I'm like, I'm torn between these two because a lot of these feel very close, but I am going to take the Browns here to cover this spread. I, they're definitely, I think they're going to win this game. If they don't cover the spread, I feel like they're going to lose it because Fields has a coming-out party like none other. But I think what we've seen out of the first couple games, Nick Chubb has looked very good. They, The Browns have been so-so on yards against. Obviously, they played the Chiefs in Week 1, which I think doesn't necessarily help you there. That being said, the Bears' defense has played very well so far. They're, a, they're in the top 10 of yards against per game. But their points against is middle of the road, which is what concerns me because the Browns, we've seen it in a number of different games, have been able to score points at will. They did it last week when it needed to be done, and I think that's what makes the difference here. But it makes the seven-point spread very concerning. I could see this the Bears getting this plus seven, but losing by a field goal. Uh, you know, maybe a late late game, and it ends up being uh, the Browns pulling out a, a squeaker, but. I'm going to take the Browns minus seven here and I have three favorites and I'm probably going to go like one and two with them right now. But Matt, what do you think of this pick?
1: Well, I mean, there's some question marks, right? With the Browns, um, which, which I've been a supporter. I love their defense, but offensively Jarvis Landry just hit the IR. Yeah. Yep. Beckham, not back yet from the knee. Maybe this week Mayfield dinged up. Um, you know, I guess the question is, it's apparently Indy Dalton is the starter. Um, I think mean, It's a mistake again, but... Is he coming back? Will I he know. be back for this game? I thought he was so hurt. I. They're apparently, he's the starter. They're not sure yet, but they're working through that. So, if it was anything less than seven, I'd be really comfy with it. But I, I, I'm a little nervous. I just feel like this game, I mean, Chicago does have a good defense, right? Cleo Mack hasn't even had a big game yet, but... I like the Browns to win. I just don't know if they're gonna cover seven. Yeah. And it's a tough task. I, so, I you know, but again, they have the defense in the running game to do it. That might be what I'm missing.
0: So what I saw uh from the Chicago Tribune, three things we heard from the Bears, including preparing for a field start and Jason Peters pushing through another injury. So that's you know, if you're the Browns defense, you gotta yeah, you gotta maybe take advantage of that. Um, and feel, you know, fields look very good in the preseason. So I don't want to like discount him and see what he can and can't do. But I think it's, it's something that, I don't know. I feel like the Browns, I feel like they need to make a statement. You're right. though. seven is seven's tough. And you have any thoughts on this before we send it back to Maddie?
2: Um, yeah, I think seven is a tough spread and I, I don't even like seven because then you're like, this would rather be seven and a half. Like yeah. then you, you're in. The push territory, which no one likes to push, so yeah, (laughs) that's I got.
0: All right, Maddie, what do you got? Back to you for your final two or no third and fourth. Excuse me, NFL picks. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so I have been eyeing
1: this one up. Um, I was. I'm a. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little surprised nobody dove in. It's uh, Atlanta visiting New York. It's only a three-point spread. Um, Man. I mean, the New York bowl. hasn't really done any – New York really hasn't done anything right, okay? Um, Atlanta had to play the Buccaneers, and I think they got a little blitzed early. But, but, Saquon's got two – This is so hard for me to do. Saquon's got two under his belt. At home, the offensive line is going to have a little bit of success in my mind against this Atlanta front. I actually like the Giants. I think people might put money, money on Atlanta, but I I like the Giants here to win in what's a little bit of a high-scoring game. I know it's only a three-point line, but I'm taking New York – and I hate to do it. I want Atlanta to win, but I'm going to take <laughs> New York here. Um, I think they, I think they kind of figure it out a little bit at home, and I think this is one of those games where I think Saquon has a big day against a bad, porous Atlanta defense. So that's my first pick. Go ahead. Yeah. So you, apart if you, want. you
0: mentioned high scoring. I think this is a mortal lock for the over, right? I think Atlanta. Matt Ryan wants to really have a huge game. Calvin Ridley, you know. He only has 114 yards so far and I think wants to really take off. Mike Davis has been pretty good for him, but I think we're due for a Christian McCaffrey-esque game like we saw in a few of his games with the Panthers last year. And on the flip side of it, I think the Giants feel like that they had that game stolen from them last week against the football team on Thursday Night Football. They're coming off extra rest. So I I actually agree with the Giants – probably smashing through this Atlanta team. I stayed away from it because I think both teams are needing to prove something being Owen two again, the giants having, uh, you know, thinking that that game got stolen from him and Daniel Jones being, you know, a surprising dual threat. I know I say that. And last year, you know, what was it? Advanced Amazon advanced stats said he was faster than Lamar Jackson in his 80 yard run where he tripped over the 20 yard line against the Eagles. Um, and Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard's been great, too. But I think both offenses pop off, and I would think the Giants win, but I think the over is the play there. Am do you have any thoughts about this before we send to Matt's second pick?
2: Yeah, I agree. Why I stayed away with, from it is because both of these teams have weapons that haven't done anything yet, and I would hate to make the wrong pick on that exactly. day that those weapons decide to actually do something. Um, but, yeah, I would, yeah, hit the over.
0: <laughs> the over she's in uh, maddie yeah. what do you got for your number two pick well you know
1: i'm not you know where i'm going huh can you guess
0: uh eagles plus four against the cowboys you know i'm
1: going that way you know i have to head that direction <laughs> eagles
0: plus four in the same spot the cowboys. your fourth pick
1: i'm i could well I'm, I'm nervous i couldn't help it on monday night all right so here i want to give you my logic though here's why i'm taking the birds to cover and win now Defensively, the Eagles have shown a very strong ability to stop the run. That's awesome. Um, and so I think I think they're gonna have an opportunity here, really, apparently against Tony Pollard, because I guess I guess Zeke's, I don't know what to say about Zeke at the moment, but yeah. I I more more importantly though, Michael Gallup out, Amari Cooper dealing with a rib injury. So all of a sudden the door creaks open. I know this is an explosive offense under Dak but you've got a couple less players all of a sudden out there that are very talented. I think this defense is better than we expected. I know we lost Brandon Graham and that's a big deal, but Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, there's some young guys that can really step up. So I think there's some really good talent there. Um, And I think offensively, I think we're not going to make some of the same mistakes we made last week. Uh, And so I'm, I'm, I'm actually higher on the offense coming into against a Dallas defense. That's a little beat up. I like that too. So I'm I'm high on the Eagles this week. I think it's a bounce back game. I think Dallas. I didn't think Dallas even won that game. Just felt like the. I mean, felt like the Chargers lost it. So I think we have a good shot.
0: Yeah, I'd agree that the Chargers lost that game. Um, the only thing that would concern me about the Eagles is that a Brandon Graham going down, big loss there. I think that opens the door sure. for Ceedee Lamb to have a huge field day, and it could open the door for Blake Jarwin a little bit coming across the middle, opening that way, doing some crossing routes and all that. C.D. Lamb, their leading receiver, you know, 92.5 yards a game. Only has one touchdown. I feel like that might go up against the Eagles. There's usually one guy in these games, especially in the last couple of years, that pops off for them and really gets after. It's been Zeke traditionally. Um, but, yeah, the the Tony Pollard-Zeke tandem, uh, whatever's going on there, we'll have to see and, and see what happens there. I, um... Yeah, I was thinking about going Cowboys minus four just because I'm questioning a lot of aspects of the Eagles' play calling. And we talked about a little bit of that there was, they really leaned on the run last week, the Eagles did. A lot of times, third and six. Matt, you can probably speak to this a lot better having been there. But trying to run these zone run type plays and seeing if that was going to work, whether it was a quarterback keeper with Hurts running it or trying to give it to Miles Sanders and you're doing that against a really good front With the 49ers, which I think the 49ers have a much better front than the Cowboys do, Um, I think you need to try to utilize your receivers a lot better. Quez Watkins is right now the team leader in receiving yards, and he was the darling coming out of the preseason, but you weren't thinking he was going to be the premier receiver. So I think you need to answer a lot of questions there, and you're right. Despite losing Brandon Graham, the defense did play really well against the 49ers, and I think This game's going to be really close, and I think, maybe not the Eagles winning, but it being plus four at home for the Cowboys, it could end up being a close game. These games, the Eagles-Cowboys, really any NFC East game, we saw it on Thursday Night Football, end up being really close. I'm not sure which way I was going to lean. Again, I almost went Cowboys minus four, and um, maybe I do in my my fifth way, come around, because uh, I probably should have gone against one here picks last week instead of taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this is going to be a really good game though. It's going to be fun. It's always fun. Eagles Cowboys, especially when it's on prime time. I'm very excited to watch it, but yeah, I do think there's a lot of adjustments that need to be made, which hopefully, and this is a really good test, right? For Sirianni coming off his first professional loss or really his first loss ever. Uh, cause he, I don't think he ever had coached even in college before, head coach, I don't think it's a verb, but whatever. Um, but yeah, seeing how he how he makes adjustments coming off a loss and, and how Jalen Hurts comes off in his first full year being the starter and all that good stuff. There's a lot of things coming out this way, but I'm going to probably on Monday night bet the over and put in a same game parlay on my uh, gambling site of choice and have fun that way. But M, do you have any thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, I like this pick. I was also going to take the Eagle, Eagles over <laughs> Dallas. Um, when I just refuse to bet against my teams, I either abstain or bet for them. Um, and I also just think that they hopefully learned a lot from the game on Sunday and Dallas sucks. So
1: there we go. <laughs> oh yeah. That's great. Back in the saddle.
0: Um, yeah. So it comes to me with my next pick, man, you guys just aren't ta- I'm keep throwing the bait out for you guys to take them. Um, I know which one you want to take. Do it, Jordy. Don't be a baby. I'm going to go with this game. Not one of the ones that I've hinted, but I'm going to go another big spread that I would normally avoid, but we've seen not a lot from a team aside from kind of coming back into a game that the 49ers let him back into that being the, the Detroit lions. They came out really well on Monday night football against the Packers and The Packers pulled out late the Ravens with an all time gutsy win over the chiefs, a really great Sunday night football game that I fell asleep dirt at halftime because we drove back from my mom's and I'd played, I think 90 holes of golf over the course of the weekend and needed to go to bed. Um, and, but regardless, I watched the highlights Ravens looked really good. The, the Detroit lions, not looking good at all. Uh, although, Jared Goff, again, kind of like Kirk Cousins, having statistically positive numbers. He almost has 300 yards a game. Their rush attack has been questionable at best. Um, and the Ravens, I think similarly, they, despite beating the Chiefs in a really great game and scoring a ton of points, only have... They, they have some of the lowest yards total in the NFL. Um, and they or excuse me the reverse of that they've allowed so many yards in the NFL which I guess is surprising playing the the Kansas City Chiefs like I said before with the Browns but their passing yards aren't up and I, I don't think that we totally expected that I think we need to once again see another great game out of Mark Andrews who had a better game than he did on uh, Monday Night Football in week one against the Raiders but their rush attack has been awesome, despite losing all sorts of running backs and everything. We've seen Lamar really get the job done. Now, as for the spread itself, I do think this is a very large spread. And I'm going to go with the Lions plus eight here, just because I think it's going to be hard for the Ravens to really outrun them and re- or to really outrun them that much to completely blow the doors off of the Lions. I just think that they've shown some moxie to really hold on and be in these games. It's, it's I guess, now seven and a half on Yahoo. It moved from eight as I opened this this uh, uh, game on the Yahoo app, I guess is what we're calling it. The sports book popped up. Um, very confused. But, yeah, I, there's obviously injuries all over the board for both teams here. But I, I don't know. I think this is something where it's two professional teams going at one another. I think a lot of players, including Jared Goff, who did not have a very good second half want to prove that they're not as terrible as we think they all are. Although they're not very good. I think the Ravens win this game, but I don't think it's by more than eight points. So I'm going to go with the lions plus seven and a half. Cause I guess that's what Yahoo's sports book has, but their website has minus eight. I'll take the seven and a half, whatever Matt, what do you think? I'm actually a little
1: surprised. I, I'm not, I'm again, I, 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 we talked, I've talked about how high I am on the lions in four or five years, but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if this, yeah, team, it's bare bones. this Ravens team is, they're good, man. They're a good team. So they're really good. I, I personally think they, I think the Ravens cover the spread. I almost picked them in this league. I almost picked them in our little game, but uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I just think they're going to run all over. the. I mean, again, I know that Dan Campbell's teams are going to play hard all year, but boy, there's a lot of talent, a lot of talent.
0: Yeah, it's a really good team, and I, I don't think they lose this game. It's one that, that I'm debating for Survivor, and there's another team that um, I don't, th- I'm leaning more and more towards that, that that team does cover the spread, so maybe we talk about it in a minute here. But yeah, I don't know. It This is kind of like my Jacksonville pick, and I'm picking it one pick earlier. That I'm kind of—I was torn between the two. I was going to go with Baltimore right off the bat, of that they cover it. But I don't know. The more and more I thought about it, just the fact that the Lions have kind of—they've come out strong against teams, and they've also come back. You know, they did two against two really good teams that I think I, I thought the Packers could maybe win the Super Bowl, and they were hanging in there for a bit. Yeah, they—they they slowed down a little bit, but Jared Goff has to hold onto the football better, and it's not going to be as terrible. And I think they do that here. I think uh I think something like that happens. But Em, do you have any, any thoughts on it? Do you want to ridicule me as well?
2: I don't want to ridicule you, that's mean. But I probably wouldn't have made this pick. But
1: <laughs> So she's ridiculing
0: you really nicely. That's huh. what I'm hearing. I guess that's what that's I guess that's why marriage is important. But Em, we go to you yeah. for your final two NFL picks.
2: Okay. So my first pick is the Kansas City Chiefs minus six and a half over the Chargers. Okay. Um, like I said before, the Chiefs are a very good team. And I just think that I don't I don't really buy into the Chargers. I know that they're like an up and coming team with an up and coming young quarterback, but like they barely be the football team who we know are not good. Um, I'm just, I don't buy into them. So I'm going to pick the chiefs minus six and a half.
0: Maddie, what do you think about this one?
1: And I buy, I'm actually, I, I thought they, I thought the chargers really should have won last week. I, I've totally bought into the chargers to be honest. Um, but I didn't want to, I wanted to stay away cause they are playing the chiefs who, yep. who are, you know, stinking good. And
0: came off um, a loss
1: too. Right. Right. I uh, I don't know So I guess, mm, uh, yeah, I guess I get, honestly, Jordy, coming off the loss and really a, a, a rough loss in my mind. Um, maybe the chiefs do have the advantage here, but I, I do think the chargers are the second best team in the AFC West I think they're a playoff team. So I, I, I would avoid it, but I think the chiefs win. Um, I just, I think Herbert and that offense are good. I think you're going to put up points against the chiefs defense. That's still figuring it out. Um, and we'll get better as the year goes on, but they're not going to get the gift interceptions that they got last week. Um, and they still lost. So, but we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah. I mean, Justin Herbert has two touchdowns and three interceptions. I'm not like blown away by it.
0: Sure. I, um yeah, I would stay away too. Just it's divisional game. It's something that you think it's at home for the chiefs. Right. But I, you, you never know with these things. We've seen really good charger chiefs games in the past where it's been a points bonanza. This feels like a, almost a trap over at 55 and a half points, but I would have thought that about that game that scored like 90 points a couple years ago. Um, I do think Austin Eckler could have himself a really good week. I think that chiefs defense has underperformed, but I think we're maybe seeing a little bit more about them. Their offensive line has been great. The chiefs has. So I do think that the chiefs are certainly going to put up a ton of points. Uh, I think though, kind of Emily's point of where does Herbert come into the equation here? Does the, the secondary of the Chiefs, led by Tyron Matthew and a number of those guys, do they take advantage of kind of interesting decisions and, and play from Herbert? Or does Herbert rise to the occasion? Part of why just staying away from it. But um, I don't necessarily hate Emily's pick there. But M, what is your second pick?
2: So my second pick is more of a just a heart pick over a head pick. I don't really have any good reason for it um but i put picked against matt one game so i have to pick against you one game and i'm gonna pick the bears okay plus seven over the browns um you know they got a delaware head coach you have some delaware guys on the team it'd be really (laughs) fun if justin fields wins um and plays and wins i i'm just I'm there. I don't have like any great football reasoning behind it, but I'm just I just feel the Bears this week, so I'm going with the Bears plus seven.
0: You know, I instead of doing and maybe this is why I ended up picking Detroit, but uh, I almost did Bears plus seven. I do think it is a uh, it's a massive spread, right? And it's again they're, they're professional f- football players. Everybody's trying to play for jobs. The Bears defense has been great. Um, I disagree with the pick. Obviously, I picked the, the Browns minus seven. Um, but we'll have to see. There's a lot of question marks with the bears that could be huge positives. It could be huge negatives. So we'll have to see Matt. You got any other thoughts or you said pretty much everything when, uh, I admired- I've said
1: it, man. I've yeah. said it. I-, I loved Emily coming after it with the Delaware oh, stuff. That was great. All right. So we're
0: going to come to me. <laughs> I'm
2: such a shameless Homer. I'm like, Hey, put Joe Flacco in. Like I am shameless.
0: <laughs> uh, you know. Okay. I constantly take C.J. McCollum one, okay. on Daily Fantasy, so <laughs> no, no problems there. Um, so it comes to me, and I'm still going to avoid those yeah, other Yeah, but he's games. actually, Jordy, Jordy, jo- McCollum's actually good. Oh, there it is. There Shane. it is. Shane. He hasn't, he hasn't, yeah. uh, he has Uh, got his number retired, and he just did the the camp at Lehigh. I was going to say he should build a new stadium, but Stabler's fine. Um, Regardless... <laughs> It's me, and I'm going to go with a game that I think is an interesting spread, and it's basically a pick'em if it's played neutral site. It's the Patriots hosting the New Orleans Saints, the Saints who we saw the Jameis Winston that we all thought we were getting, and <laughs> they come in last week. They... Don't play very well. He throws a lot of interceptions to the to the Panthers. Um, you know, not not really a, a great game at all. And Mac Jones in game two against the Jets had a very solid game. We saw James White have himself a game last week, and the Saints defense has been pretty solid so far. I think this is a very low scoring game, but until I see Kamara get back to Alvin Kamara numbers until I see Jameis Winston uh, really go off like he did in week one against the Packers, which was also a very good defense. But I think the new England Patriot defense gets the job done here. And Mac Jones grinds his way to a victory and the Patriots cover in what Vegas thinks is going to be a low scoring game, but I think it could go over 41 and points. Usually it ends up being like 1710, but I think the Patriots win this game covering the three point spread and Mac Jones goes to two and one in his young NFL career. I looked at this game for a while. I didn't really know maybe where to go with it. I didn't um, either. Just went with my gut, like tough. Emily did. Just went with my gut.
1: I, I really like the Pats. I think they're going in the and right direction. Def- finally, and their
0: defense is really good, which is why I'm like I feel more confident about this pick.
1: Yeah, I think my biggest concern with picking this game was the fact that. I just don't know what the saints are right. Like is Carolina good or was that just a fluke, you know, but yeah. again, I, I don't dislike the pick. I just, that, that, that was really why I paused going there. Um, cause I don't, I don't feel like I have enough information on the saints right now.
0: I think the other difference too, is that bill Belichick is obviously Sean Payton's a really good coach too, but bill Belichick comes into this with a very good rookie strategy with Mac Jones. They're currently 10th in time of possession in 120 minutes of football. They've had the ball for uh, one hour and four minutes. So that's, uh, you know, more than half of the time they've been playing. Uh, At least I think that's supposed to be an hour and four minutes and 35 seconds and not 104 minutes. But still, over the half the time they've been playing, that's 10th best in the NFL, which is kind of shocking that half, a little over 50% of your time playing uh, is (laughs) 10th best in the NFL, whereas... The Saints are 56 minutes, a little under 50%. They're 25th, but I think that's partially because of interceptions thrown and not really a great offensive game from the Saints in Week 2. But I just think, again, I think uh, the Patriots' defense is that good, but I think they do have some potential holes that Alvin Kamara could have a big game in. So, you know, this could be a, a sneaky over that you may not have to wait until halftime to see go over. Uh, which actually would mean would be a lot of points. So maybe that's a bad take, but maybe through the third quarter you're over the 41 and a half mark. Um, but I think that Patriot defense is, is going to hold it here. I think they take advantage of Jameis Winston and Patriots get the job done. em any thoughts on this?
2: No, that's a tough game. I think these, like you said, are two kind of teams who we're not sure if, you know, their wins are flukes or if they're for real or anything like that. Like, I mean the Patriots lost to Miami who couldn't put any points up last week but then the Saints thrash Green Bay so it's just like what are they and what are they going to do the rest of the season and maybe this is what the game where we kind of start those things start to shake out
0: yeah I think that's 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 a really good call uh but Maddie we we'll go to you for your final NFL pick and then your first college pick what do you got
1: yeah well you know you've been bet, you've been daring me to take it so I'm gonna go dangling it out there I'm going. I, I, I think you were referring to the AFC North showdown. Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Am I correct?
0: That was one, and then the uh, the Jets Broncos game is the other one. I think the Broncos are yeah, a great no, survivor no. pick, but that's too big of a spread. And I'm ten not and a either. half. No I'm way. Not the Jets no way. Plus ten and a half. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Steelers come off what I would consider a disappointing loss last week. You know, this is a team that I think there's a lot of question marks for. Not you know, they they've got some work to do. Um, for various reasons, I don't think they're a, a bad football team. You know, I, again, I go back to the fact that as much as I like some of the things that the the Bengals are doing, TJ Watt TJ Watt plays for the uh, plays for the Steelers, so I like the Steelers at home. I know with three and a half, it's kind of a tight line, but I'm a fan. Um, I think they win by five six points, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that again. I, I just don't think I, – I think that the Bengals needed to do more on the offensive line, and I think D.J. Watt can exploit that. So, I'm going Steelers here. I, I think their offense is – at Naja Harris looks great. Um, you think of some of their weapons on the receiving core, even at tight end, they, they can do enough here to, to pull out a big victory.
0: Yeah, so this is a game – I was trying to dangle it out there. I agree that the Steelers' defense, I think, is the – difference maker in this, that TJ Watt, especially, you know, pressuring Joe Burrow and making him have to make mistakes is a big part of that. I think having Jamar Chase certainly helps uh, and having to see what else happens with this offense and where they go from here. Um, I don't know if Joe Mixon has a, has a great game. He's almost rushed for a hundred yards in both games. Uh, and I know on the other side of things that big Ben's had to do a lot himself, Didn't necessarily have a great game last week against the Raiders. Najee Harris has been, you know, he's been their lead back, but hasn't really put up a ton of numbers. Um, I know he's received well, and I think used that well with Big Ben. But, um, yeah, I want to see what the Steeler offense does against a Bengal defense. But I think you're right. Kind of like the offensive line isn't totally there. I think they're still missing a few pieces. I think the Bengals in a few years are going to be really dangerous it is something that I was close to leaning Steelers minus three and a half but I don't know I I almost feel like this game could be slow the Steelers the other thing that Joe informed is that they lost to the Bengals last year late in the season when they had been you know, the the worst 11-0 and team ever and the Bengals had already lost Joe Burrow at that point and maybe they're looking for revenge there but I don't know the Cincinnati team I think is just showing that hey don't count us out just yet so That's kind of why I was staying away from this thing. This could just be a the last team that has the ball wins kind of game, which is why three and a half is such an interesting line. And you're right. You know, it's the Steelers are home, so they're really giving them just that barely visible edge. But I tend to lean towards the Steelers covering the spread here. And I guess prior to that, they had won five in a row against the Bengals. I think probably they continue that trend. But I don't know. It's divisional game. Anything can happen, so that's why I stayed away. But, Em, do you have any thoughts on this one?
2: Um, not really.
0: <laughs> All right, but Maddie, we go to college. Lead us off. What do you got? I can't say I was – I mean, I was so upset when it,
1: I didn't get this right, so I'm going to go right back. One of the few ranked-versus-ranked ranked matchups this week, it is Notre Dame coming off a, to me, surprising win, easy win against Purdue – Heading to Wisconsin, still uh, ranking about their early season loss they're playing against at Penn Soldier State. Field.
2: It's worth
0: uh, worth noting.
1: I didn't know that. That's yes. awesome. I don't care. Now,
0: Wisconsin is a <laughs> six and a half point favorite. Okay? Is that a
2: Wisconsin home game in Soldier Field?
0: Uh, they are the team below on the bottom of the two teams. Hence why so, I guess. Yes, I think technically, but it's a neutral site. Game. But that's, oh, so Notre that's Dame, Notre Dame, I think is the designated away team, and we'll call the coin flip.
2: That's weird. I feel well, like I think it's a, a great large... matchup, but I think this is mm-hmm. a uh,
0: a Wisconsin team that I
1: think Notre Dame's going to get exposed. To. I thought they were going to get exposed last week, but Purdue stinks. Um, I think I think Wisconsin takes them here. It's a six-and-a-half-point line. I do think Notre Dame covers, so that's my pick, Wisconsin to win, but Notre Dame covers. So you're picking
0: Notre Dame plus six-and-a-half. Say that again? Your pick, your pick is Notre Dame plus six-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, I hate saying that, but yes, Notre <laughs> Dame six-and-a-half.
0: You're going to see why I'm laughing in a minute. Uh, But it is my pick. And I I do tend to agree with you. I think this is going to be a close game. Um, That noon start, uh, noon Eastern, so 11 a.m. start, probably going to mean both teams come out a little slow. I think Wisconsin, um, who I believe had last week off, um, they come out here. Yeah, their last game was September 11th. So they had last week off. Had kind of a bounce back game against Eastern Michigan. But it's Eastern Michigan, so you know, not not really a ton to write home home about yet. We haven't seen Graham Mertz have a huge game, um, whereas Jack Cohen has been you know fairly solid, throwing eight touchdowns in three games, almost 300 yards a game or 275 really. But uh, it, it should be a really good game. Uh, you'll see why I'm laughing in a minute. But it's my pick. I'll let Emily comment when it's her pick. I'll put it that way, Matt. Uh, so it's my pick and. I was going to go maybe back to a reverse. Well, Uh, there was a game that's really interesting to me because uh, one of the coaches in it coach from infamously coached from a hospital room, uh, that being the Liberty Syracuse game, but I'm going to go into the top 25 with ranked teams, Penn state's playing Villanova. So they're probably going to to four. zero. Villanova goes to three and one in the FCS, but you know, good for them. Uh, Clemson minus 10 with NC state coming to them. I'm sure we probably talked about this and the college football slate, but that's some time travel. But I'm going to go to the SEC, another ranked showdown. The Aggies of Texas A&M traveling to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas, obviously, two weeks ago, the big, big, big victory over the Texas Longhorns. And last week, Arkansas followed that up with a shellacking of Georgia Southern uh, with the random SEC versus Sunbelt game somehow happening in September and not November like so many SEC teams love to do. Uh, I do think that the Aggies are much better than the Arkansas Razorbacks. I know that Arkansas obviously has been really flying high on the emotion of, of taking Texas to the woodshed at home, and they're playing another Texas team at – or no, it's, it's – uh, is it at Te- – it's at Texas A&M. Um, Or no, it's in Dallas. Excuse me, AT&T Stadium. Um, so this is the Jerry World game. Oh, I – because I didn't make a pick in the the Eagles-Cowboys game, Matt, may I present this gift to you, that the Texas A&M Aggies dominate Jerry's team two days before the Eagles take care of business there as well and give Jerry Jones just the worst weekend. Aggies minus five and a half. Put it in the books. It should be a higher line because it's a neutral site game and it's in Texas. Aggies smash the Razorbacks. Book it. Okay. I love it, man. I love that I, I like went, I, I was here. just like, the Aggies should win this by a landslide no matter where the game's played. And then I realized what the fuck was going on. And now I love this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Aggies are the better team now. I think they're a little over. I think the um, little overrated. Or can they beat Texas? It's not like they beat Texas AM, you know? So anyway, that's my thought. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: not like they had a really good SEC win, something like that. Um, but yeah. And you have any thoughts on that before you. Uh, comment on matt's pick no not really so M, what do you have comments on matt's pick before we ask for your college pick
2: well jordy thinks it's so funny because i had told him before the game that i was going to also pick Notre and i thought Dame.
0: matt was picking wisconsin which is also why i thought it was so funny
2: Right, and because I was confused why Notre Dame is ranked higher, but they're not the favorite, and I was like, that's stupid. And it's also stupid because it's at Soldier Field, and I imagine there'll be a lot of Notre Dame fans there. But whatever, I think Notre Dame wins that game, so Matt's pick can be right even though he doesn't think they're going to win. Whatever. Little do both of you know that I had already decided to change my pick before it got to Matt and make a better pick. Oh, all right. And it just makes me eat my heart even warmer that Matt has said such terrible things about my Notre Dame fighting Irish. So it gives me great pleasure to pick Rutgers plus 20 and a half against Michigan. Oh
1: my
0: God. God. Uh, All right. uh, Matt, before you give the the statistical analysis of this, two Rutgers players were suspended today because of a paintball incident. And (laughs) I think this line might've already started to move. Uh, but if it hasn't yet, it might move more. It was a starting running back, and I believe a second string corner, which they'll, they'll probably have to use. But, Matt, dive into this a little more.
2: Wait, I have something uh, to say first about okay. my pick.
1: Yeah, come All on, right. Jordy. I wasn't going to say anything. Thank you. Yeah,
2: I just want to <laughs> say that I have seen Rutgers play firsthand in person. And they have this really speedy little fast guy that returns punts and is very shifty, and I just think they're going to – I've seen them play. They're not that bad. I'm going to pick Rutgers to cover the spread.
0: All right, Matt, what do you think of this?
2: <laughs>
1: oh, look, I, I, I mean, <laughs> cover the spread. Okay, she didn't say that right away. She's going to be up front. Made me a little nervous she thought Rutgers was going to win. By the way, it's Michigan. I don't really know if passes, but I'm going to be up front. There's plenty of little speedy guys on Michigan as well. I think Michigan's defense is going to dominate this game. I think they're very good. I think his offense is going to run it right down Rutgers' throat. Um, it's a huge spread, so but Michigan needs to make statements. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they did win by 20. But I will honor the cover the spread comment, and I will not
0: slander her pick. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I – I
2: also one of the guys that got suspended was named Chris long. That's funny. I know it's
0: really funny. And he's, he's the cornerback who did. Um, I thought that too. When I saw it, I was like, Oh, he unretired. Uh, also
2: Rutgers is, this is not about this. Is temple really bad this year? Cause Rutgers like demolished yes. them. Yes. Temple's,
0: Temple's terrible. They year. have, they have fallen apart oh, okay. since the, uh, the Matt rule days. Cause
2: they, yeah, they were not bad a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, no. And, and yeah, it, Rutgers is not as terrible as they used to be. And I think, to your point, Emily, uh, Michigan needs to get off the schneid of not scoring a ton of points. They are um, behind Rutgers in, to- in terms of uh, total points four, which I don't know how they're ranked lower. They've scored more points. Um, maybe they're not counting the points against Delaware in terms of the ranking. Um, but That's But both, both defenses... <laughs> I've been pretty good. I don't know. I think the cover the spread comment, we'll see what happens. It's, you know, it's funny to hear picking Rutgers, especially after last year, Jason Curtis Rivera doing the, I hate Rutgers so much. I don't care what the spread is for Michigan State. And then I think he ended up being wrong, but nobody likes MSU. (laughs) But Emily, anything else before we let you go that you want to plug, that you want to talk about? Let us know.
2: Um, All I have to say is if my Rutgers pick hits, I will be sending that taunting text messages on Saturday <laughs> and just like a lot of Scarlet night gifts and things like that. Like even if Michigan wins by 20, like he's still getting them. So be prepared and no. So yeah, you can listen to my basketball podcast, although it's the off season and it's basically a campaign to get Ben Simmons off the Sixers, um, the gastro and blues. We have our own feed now, so you can just look our podcast up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to it and rate and review us. And you can find me on Twitter at third and girl with underscores on both sides of the end.
0: Love it. All right. Well, Emily, we appreciate you coming on and we will talk to you soon.
2: Yeah. I got to go watch trivia. So I'll (laughs) see (laughs) you. All right. Bye.
0: A special thanks again to Emily Cannell for jumping on, being the guest picker this week. Matt had to run. He unfortunately was feeling sick, so all props to him for podcasting while under the weather. But that'll do it for this week's episode. Appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Let us know what you think of our picks, what you agree with, what you disagree with. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, The Bullpen Cart wherever you get your pods. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. But have a great weekend, everybody. And fly, Eagles, fly!